Welcome to the Westmoreland Podcast. We are two sisters who were raised as readers like we had no TV and still love books. Westmoreland Podcast is our way to keep in touch with one another and with our listeners via our reading lives. I'm Lissa. I live in a beautiful valley in western Colorado with my husband Benji. I work in the health field, don't have kids, but we have our first pet, a kitten, for practice. Reading is my rest, my refuge, and my only consistent habit, and as you have heard, I am one of Heidi's younger sisters. And I'm Heidi. I live in Central Virginia with my husband, Alexander, and our four kids. I'm an avid reader, homeschool mom, and like to find lots of other hobbies, and I'm Lissa's oldest sister. In each episode, we'll give you a reading update with books we've finished recently and three words or phrases to describe them to see if we can hook you. We'll also discuss a book-related topic, each recommend one book, and let you all in on what we plan to read next. Today, we are recapping our reading in 2020 and discussing our history as readers. This is episode one of season one, and we are so glad you've joined us. Per our last episode, our teaser episode that we did, I actually had some friends who decided to do with us a white elephant yellow book alone. So we all oh because they heard the episode. Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, so you got more books that you wanted, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah, more books. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, It was cool because instead of like picking one out for each person, we made it a white elephant. So everyone just brought a book and like one other thing that was under ten dollars. And so I actually came home with two books because there was an overachiever there, you know. Um, And it wasn't you. Yep, (laughs) it was um, less of an overachiever this uh, this year. Yeah, so. Uh, Reading life lately, I um, have been doing a pretty big mix of audiobooks and physically reading books. And so one of the ones that I've finished recently that I really enjoyed is a book called Artemis by Andy Weir. I was about to say, excuse my pronunciation on any author because I'm never going to get it right. Um, (laughs) But it was, it was really fun. So I had so much fun reading it and I actually listened to it, which the audiobook reader was phenomenal. And I would describe it as exciting, technical, and heartwarming. And then the other book that I finished recently was actually Persuasion by Jane Austen. Mm-hmm. I am trying to read more and more of her stuff because we really only grew up watching movies of her books and not necessarily reading her books. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that Persuasion was a little lofty, uh, but very thoughtful and had a happy ending. How about you? I like uh, happy endings right now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. My reading happens mostly at night. And so I try to take a few minutes every day to read like an Advent devotional um, I'm working through. But I have finished a couple books this week. The first one was I posted about it, The Thorn Birds by Colleen McCullough. And that one, my three phrases are words. You have the Australian Outback. It's a epic family saga. So think like long, many, many years are covered. And then it's a strong sense of place and really strong character development. In that book. You know, they're three sentences, not three words. <laughs> well, okay. I'll try better with the next one. <laughs> that sounds really awesome. I do really want to read those by your description. The next one I finished is a middle grade novel called My Storied Year. Um, and this one's going to be really hard not to talk about a lot, but I'm going to do three phrases. Okay. <laughs> Family redemption, mm. middle school, <laughs> and learning to love writing. Interesting. And I will just tell you that the main character's name is Dragon. And so what, which ties into the book that I, I'm going to recommend. Um, All right. So that's pretty fun. Cool. And then the bookish news that I have is that I'm working on my reading journal project. <laughs> this is the oh, yeah. kind of crazy project that I get into when I feel a need for more structure in my personal life. I bought two journals on Amazon. They're like eight by 10 size. 
the first few pages are like a index. So like a contents or table of contents pages. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the pages are numbered. And so I've gone on Goodreads where I have uh, my reading tracked all the way back to 2013. And I am copying every book that I have put into Goodreads since 2013 in the reading challenges. Um, really? So I am just like a third of the way through 2017. <laughs> that's, that's a project for sure. Yeah. And it's you kind may- of cool because some of the books I still remember and like have a really strong impression in my mind. And some of them, I just have no clue what they were about. Like, that's so funny. I don't remember them at all. You so. might have to send me one of those links of what you bought because Benji yes. has been trying to encourage me to do a book log because I've really just in the past just written down the books. Mm-hmm. I haven't like, you know, rated them or described them at all. Mm-hmm. And so then as an early Christmas present, he bought me this moleskin book journal, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Uh, side note, did you know that it's actually supposed to be pronounced moleskin? No, I did not know that. Super weird if you call them. I was like, what? Um, anyway. <laughs> That's um, funny. And it's really Moleskin. Yeah, Moleskin. That makes more sense. But yeah, if you call them, it like the recording says Moleskin. You um, learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah. I really like the idea of it. And I want to have a more like specific book journal mm-hmm. where I do write a little bit more about each one that I read so I can look back like you and have some ties to it. However, this one is just way too intense. It's like two full pages for every single book. And I just... Oh, I'm yeah. not- I'm not to that level yet. I'm like, I just need a place where I can write. Like you said, a couple mm-hmm. sentences or a couple mm-hmm. words. This is the first year that I've actually tried to write notes for each book. So kind of as I've been copying book titles and how my ratings for them, I've been putting like little notes if I remember the book, what it was about, like what my impression was. But I just want it all in one place. But yeah, we will link in the show notes the journals that I got on Amazon because they're a really good deal. And they're really nice quality. Like the paper's really nice and the outside is like faux leather. So it's soft and bendable. And, and yeah. I love the size, like the eight by 10 size is really easy to write in. So, so let's jump into our topic. I'm going to recap 2020 reading for you and go ahead and just get the big elephant um, that's in the room out into the open and comfortable with us here. <laughs> so for the listeners, we lost our dad back in September Um, He passed away in a plane crash. And so it was very sudden. And so grief has been a driving force. I know for both of us in our reading, um, it's just come out very differently in what we're reading and how we're reading. And so for me, I was plowing through books up until September. I think July and August, I averaged like 20 books a month, those two months. um, And I was on track to keep doing that the rest of the year. But then we lost dad and all of a sudden I got really picky about what I was reading. Really, like I'm already kind of a mood reader. Like I read kind of what I want to depending on what mood I'm in, but like really, really became a mood reader. So like (laughs) Mm -hmm. there were a couple books I read that were purely just escapist. Like I just wanted to be in a different world. And then I also purposefully bought eight or nine books specifically about grief and other people's stories of grief to read slowly so that I could have other voices and other words in my head. So this last last couple months of reading in 2020, I've been moving a lot, <clears throat> a lot more slowly and um, and it's been really good still. That's kind of what 2020 has been. Um, lots of good audiobooks, lots of good middle grade YA novels. And I'm at As of this recording, I'm at 137 books, I think. 
You're crazy. So I might hit 140. We'll see. I didn't. So I didn't start this year with a goal of like a certain number at all. This first year I've never, I didn't have a goal. Um, I was just like, I'm just going to read. And that's what I've been doing. So reading and listening to books. So that's my 2020 recap. What about you? Yeah, for me, uh, it was kind of a almost an opposite reaction. I was reading much more slowly. When it happened, I just like, that was the only thing I could do. Like mm-hmm. actually do. I couldn't cook. I couldn't really talk to people. Like reading has been the only thing that has like given me some rest and some peace and, and in a lot of ways helped me process. We're in the first six months. Like yeah. there's no expectation yeah. on processing speed here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I like jumped yeah. into just reading so much. So, I mean, I went through, I think, five books in a week. A lot of it is at night, but then especially in the beginning, I wasn't sleeping very much. So I ended up reading a lot during Mm -hmm. the wee hours of the night. And then Mm -hmm. um, including the ones I'm currently reading and going to finish before the new year, I've read like 38 books this year. Hey man. (laughs) But (laughs) the majority of those have been in the last quarter of the year. (laughs) That's awesome. I think I was probably... 70% 70% of those are in the last few months. And yeah. it's been really fun. We've Benji and I have connected more through it. Um, I mean, fun, you know, as fun as all right. of this can be. <laughs> but yeah, it's been, it's been good for me and it's been good to, I have bought some grief books, but I honestly haven't been able to read that much in process in that way. It's been mm-hmm. more like fantasy books and places I can escape to, but also like really good familial stories, you know, and mm-hmm. like things that are portraying good family relationships. You know what I've noticed? So many books, somebody dies. Like I so never many. noticed. Yeah, that's actually I read one of the first books I read in September was Wuthering Heights. Mm-hmm. One of the first books I read in September was Wuthering Heights. And it was so funny because that's kind of a rough book. Yeah, people were like, well, it's so depressing. And I was like, this is perfect. Like, this is <laughs> this is all I want to read right now. Um, but it's seriously like, I yeah, so many people die. And there's probably been at least five books that I've read in the last couple months where the dad is the one that dies. And it's just like, yeah. really? Like, come on. <laughs> or movies. That's a big trigger warnings, people. Come on, put trigger warnings on the back yeah. cover of your books, yeah. please. <laughs> well, let's get less emotional. Yes. All right. Um, how was reading for you as a kid? I'm very curious to hear if our experiences were similar. Yeah, me too, actually. I was trying to think about, like, oh, what was Heidi's like, actually? Yeah. So as a kid, I was the kid who would check out 10 books from the library and finish them all the day that we got home. Um, <laughs> I learned to read pretty little, and we didn't have a TV. Like, you had more TV than I did um, yeah, because more. when you were – I don't know, nine-ish, nine, ten. It's kind of when we got the TV with the DVD player and started the DVD collection. Um, but when I was little, it was no TV and no movies. And so I had to watch TV at friend's house. And so I grew up with the narrative of, you know, if you w- want something to do, go read a book. <laughs> like, And so I did. I read so many books. Yeah, still read so many books. <laughs> like it pretty much stuck with me in high school where we lived overseas. Um, the English speaking school had a little library and I probably read most of what they had in there. So like the book of my reading in high school was probably historical fiction, lots of World War II historical fiction, some classics. Reading slowed down in college, but still it was still a lot. Like I read a lot of really good books in college. Yeah. And then I definitely stopped for a while after I got married or didn't stop, but just slowed down significantly. Like it wasn't a main hobby anymore um, until 
I'd say around when my second baby was born. And then all of a sudden it was stay at home mom, two little boys, postpartum depression. And I inhaled books like nobody's business. (laughs) And so pretty much haven't stopped since then. But that's like a short summary of reading then and now. Like, yeah. What about you? It's funny how many parallels there are actually. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Library, like going to the library. Well, and to clarify our like TV, when we finally did get one was just a laptop. Like we never, (laughs) we never actually had a TV that I remember. Um, But yeah, library was religious. Um, Going to the library was religious for our family. And um, I was definitely very similar where we would, you know, check out a bunch and then read almost all of them that day. So eventually got a little bit better at picking out bigger books that took me almost a week to read because we would only ever go once a week because there were so many of us and mom yeah. couldn't handle going more than once <laughs> right. on that kind of a trek. Um, Picking up seven kids on public transportation yeah, across town in a, foreign uh, in a foreign country where you don't speak the language very well is no joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was our... Uh, one very consistent thing that happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I remember actually, I have this kind of vivid memory of being in that library at the English speaking school and like being chastised by the librarian because I was trying to put a book back on my own. And I was like, I figured <laughs> out the cataloging system. Like I can do this job. You don't need to tell me you what to do. You poor thing. <laughs> I was, so I'm what, four and a half, five years older than you. Something like that. Yeah. So I got to where they would just let me get on the computer and check out my own books. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It was like, I would go browse and grab a couple and be like, okay, I'm done. Well, mom and the rest of the kids are not done. So I'm just going to go keep looking. And so then I would go grab a few more and be like, okay, now I'm done. And so she would just like get up and let me sit down in her chair and let me check out all my books because she was tired of doing it for me. (laughs) Yeah. No, I was the opposite. She was like, listen, I'm sorry, Lisa. And I was like, I've figured out this cataloging system. I can do your job. <laughs> um, and then I actually ended up doing that in college. I worked in a library almost all of my collegiate career. But, full circle. Um, yeah, full circle. But very similarly, um, I, it did. I did have a pretty big dip in college because I was reading so much like theological texts and really thought-provoking things. I didn't really have a lot of fun reading when I was in college. Yeah. And then, well, actually in high school – funny too, backtracking a little bit. They, um, I got really ambitious in high school and our grandfather worked in, uh, the public school system in, in the States. And he, uh, he had sent us this list. Like he would always be like, okay, well we're homeschooled. So you need to make sure you're reading all of these things. And so in high school, I got really ambitious and I worked through almost that whole list, mm-hmm. but I was like reading just as fast as I could. And they'd be intense ones, but I would literally just breeze through them. And so I don't really retain or remember much of what like those classics were that I read. So I do want to revisit some of those, but now after college, same thing, got married. And, um, the whole first year of being married, I really like prioritized my husband and his, his once, which was a lot of TV. <laughs> as a habit. And then in the last couple years, just kind of re re fell in love with re. So I've always loved it and it's always been there, but mm-hmm. like the consistent habit and the like being something I'm always doing has definitely come back in the last like few years. But now I read at the minimum before bed as well. It's usually when it ends up being, um, and sometimes it's 10 minutes if I'm tired, sometimes it's two hours, you know? Yeah. And then usually I try to do the weekends and Benji has caught on enough that he's like, 
trying to encourage me. I'm not very good at resting, which I know you probably aren't either because we have similar personalities. Yeah. So that's something he's been trying <laughs> to do is like, hey, you got home from work. Okay. Like the other night, he was like, I'm going to cook dinner. Like do what you have to on your phone, but then go like read. And it's just like, yeah, oh, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Seasons when I'm not nursing a baby, I will do a lot more of like staying up and reading. But there have been lots of times, especially recently, um, that I have actually fallen asleep with the book in my lap because I'm so exhausted. So, yeah, I hear you. Nighttime reading is kind of where it's at. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We try. Okay. You want to recommend some books? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, You go first. So I just, I am so stuck on this series. Um, I read all it's a four book series um a four book saga as it is called and I don't know why more people don't know about these books <laughs> I had never heard of them before um my friend recommended them to me it's called the wing feather saga and it's by Andrew Peterson so he's actually an American singer songwriter Christian singer songwriter who started a group of songwriters but then also branched into writing and like the they're just so I read all four of them I think in like a week a week and a half and it's the sibling family adventure tale in like a completely unique fantasy world that I haven't seen before Hmm. that has it follows these children like across the world and like literally I I laughed the whole time I cried a couple times and it just left me like appreciating and wanting to call all of my siblings and my family like it's just such a good (laughs) just such a good family story, but also so creative that I like Benji bought them for me before I was finished reading them. Because they were just so good. And I'm probably going to read them again within a couple months. That's, that's how much I love nice. them. Yeah. Well, hundred percent five stars on the wing feather saga by Andrew Peterson. That sounds yeah. really good. Is that something, what age would you say? Is that, are they adult or is it like, no, it's, it would definitely be young adult. Um, I'm trying to think with your kids, like, I mean, I don't really know what you, what you let, like let them read right now. So, I mean, like it's, it's exciting and adventurous enough and there's enough danger in it that if your kids scare easily, you might want to wait till they're a little bit older, but like, I think it would be really fun to read with your oldest for sure. Um, and definitely something as they grow. If I could convince him to sit and read a book with me, we mm-hmm. might try it. There I'm working go. on it. <laughs> so when he gets to that point, then read these ones or he try is- these and see if these will get him to, cause they're so good. Yeah. He is already at eight years old. I have to like put a book on the coffee table and be like, Hey, this is pretty good. And just leave it. If I hand it to him and say, this is an awesome book. You should read it. He'll be like, no, nothing. Oh, I'm fun. good. I don't want to. Yeah, You should try it with like, them. Dude, they you're also- only eight. You're supposed to like what I tell you. Yeah. It's not true. <laughs> He's already that independent. You probably were too. Um, <laughs> probably. Yeah, no, but you should definitely try it. And they actually have, the, the, that's the other thing about them. They're so cheap. They have, they just came out with this new illustrated version and the illustrations are Ooh. so like in sync with what my imagination was picturing. Um, and I've never actually seen this either, which I think is kind of cool. The cover like is a hard cover, mm-hmm. but it's actually, the illustration is the hard cover. Like it's not a sleeve on it. So hmm. it's this really beautiful, like bright colored hardback book. So cool. books, but those sound yeah. really good. Okay. I'm recommending one of my favorite books from this year that I read this year. Mm-hmm. And this is actually a whole series that I've gotten into. Oh, but the first one is called his majesty's dragon by Naomi Novik. Have I told you about this one? Very briefly. Okay. So we have, um, this is like a blend of fantasy and historical fiction. So picture chivalrous airmen. Okay. With like a strong, strict code of honor 
among them and a naval captain who enters their ranks and brings like rigid propriety from the Navy and dragons. <laughs> and it's set during, <laughs> set during the Napoleonic Wars uh, in England and France. And so uh, the book opens with Captain Lawrence and the Navy, and this is all first chapter, so no spoilers, but they have captured a French warship. And on the ship is a dragon egg that they realize is about to hatch. And the way it works with dragons is you have to harness them almost immediately after they hatch or else they just go wild um, because they're a wild species. And so they pick one of the shipmen, like a midshipman on Lawrence's ship that they assign like, okay, you're going to harness this. And then they're just planning on transferring him to the Air Force um, with the dragon because they need the dragon in the war. And then the dragon hatches and it picks Lawrence. And so mm-hmm. here you have this established captain in the Navy, very successful, like just getting going at the height of his career. And he has to switch to go to the Air Force because this dragon has picked him. And the war is at a point where they can't just lose a dragon that has fallen into mm-hmm. their laps. And so it's a fast moving plot, a lot of action, good character development. And then the, just like the relationship between Lawrence and the dragon the dragon they don't know what kind he is at first so they have to discover what kind he is and then um, it opens up like all these discussions about uh, equal rights because dragons are not just animals they're actually thinking reasoning creatures Mm -hmm. who don't have the same rights as humans even though they're just as intelligent and they're used as they're used in the air force um, in battle and so it's it's fantastic. And Novik is a really good writer. She does really well with descriptions. So anyway, that's His Majesty's Dragon by Naomi Novik. Five stars. The whole series, I've read through the first four books. Um, and I think there's nine in the series. So oh, wow. um, yeah, but they're very, very good. So that's my mm-hmm. recommendation. What's up next for you? Well, obviously, Yellow Book of Phone is coming up. Yep. With, uh, but by the time this releases, it will have already happened. So that's true. Yeah. So I will probably have finished reading that book by then. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But what's up next for me? Um, I actually, in the White Elephant Yellow Book Fun that we just did with our friends, Mm -hmm. I got a book called At the Back of the North Wind Hmm. by George MacDonald. And it is apparently he was a successor of C.S. Lewis. And my friends think that he might be better than C.S. Lewis. Ooh. And so um, I had heard of, yeah, I know. Them some the strong way. words. Quite the claim. <laughs> um, as far as the like fantasy children books he read, writes, apparently. Uh, mm. So this is my friend's favorite book. And I am excited to, excited to read it. Um, so it's like a child's fairy tale, essentially, with morality mixed in there somewhere. <laughs> um, so that's on deck for me. Cool. At the Back of the North Wind by George MacDonald. Nice. I have up next, and I say up next, I have a stack of books on my shelf that's like, I'm going to read these next, but it totally depends on what I'm in the mood for. And if I'm not in the mood for one of them, then I won't read it. But theoretically, up next for me is a book called, um, it's pretty well known, but it's Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng. It was a TV show, I think, on Hulu with Reese Witherspoon also this year. But it's about a neighborhood called Shaker Heights and a family, the Richardson family, and kind of what happens in the town when uh, Mia and Pearl, some tenants who rent a house from the Richardsons, they come and appropriately shake things up in Shaker Heights. 
And so it's a drama. Um, and the show at least looked really intense and I'm looking forward to getting into the book. I think it's going to be really good, good, uh, good characters and good drama for some, for some distraction. Is so. it, it's a TV series based off one book or is it a series? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's one book. Um, and the TV series is based off the book. So I don't know how the TV series is. And I don't really know how the book is either. <laughs> right. That's right. I just read like the first couple chapters and it hooked me good enough that I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick that up again soon and finish it. So cool. That is it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, we'd love for you to consider leaving us a review on iTunes to help us find our audience. We have been blown away by the response to our trailer episode. It's been so much fun to start interacting with people and talking about books. You can find us on social media on Instagram at Westmoreland Podcast. Email us at westmorelandpodcast at gmail.com. And our website is www.westmorelandpodcast.com. We would love to answer questions, get constructive feedback, book recommendations, and talk with you about books. Heidi's Bookstagram is at Heidi's Books Just So, and Lissa can be reached at Lissa Dollinger on Instagram. Our next episode is scheduled to release January 8th, 2021, and we'll be discussing our reading goals for 2021. Until next time, happy reading. Happy reading. See you later, Lissa. Bye, Heidi. to the West Moving Pocket. Ready, Freddie? I hear she's like, meow. Oh, I'm going to start that over.